eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh House. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Another Dolphins podcast. I don't know if you can believe this, but it is week 16. Jake Mendel, Joshua Houts, Merrick Brave. Gentlemen, happy Wednesday. How are we doing today? Happy Wednesday to both of you. Uh, happy holidays to our listeners out there. Hopefully you got a, a nice toasty cup of eggnog. What do you put in your eggnog, toasty? Jake? To- yeah, toasty? You, what, warm, like- you warm it? Well, when you drink it, when it's got the little extra additives in it, okay, it makes okay. you toasty on the inside. I was about, I was about to be real concerned about what y'all are doing out there. Just... Do, do some people drink eggnog warm? Is that a thing or no? Josh, help us out. You're the, you're the. I, I'm not. I just, I despise eggnog. The only eggnog I've ever enjoyed was uh, the one pastry chef where I worked. He would make it, and it was just basically like uh, heavy cream and like sugar and stuff and nutmeg and stuff like that. So it was not good for you at all. But I don't do the whole um, eggnog thing. I don't know what do you put in that whiskey? Is that I, what they? Do? I put bourbon in my eggnog. Yeah. If I have to do a, uh, dude, me and my friends are the dumbest. We made a drink called a white person. It was just eggnog and a milk. <laughs> Who's your friend, Richard Mendenhall? <laughs> Dude, we were so t- – it was just the thickest, grossest thing in the entire world. It was when, like – I feel like everyone has that stage from, like, what, 17 to 23, basically, when you're drinking a Four loco and you can, like, handle that much alcohol and that much sugar at the same time. Uh, yeah, that was a stupid idea. Don't ever do that. 
I'm at the stage now where I can only have eggnog if I have it like it's a glass of like uh, Christian Brothers or, or something like that where I have to like sip it and like be a little disgusted with each, each little sip I take. <laughs> that drink you were talking about is that Bill Belichick's favorite uh, wide receiver? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that drink you did call it a white boy, right? You did call it a white boy. Eight yards per reception. He's yeah. speedy, quick. No, it's sneaky athletic. Wow, that is that is how you get Different. into the holiday spirit. Speaking of that, Merrick, wishing everyone a happy holiday. If you are looking for that last minute gift to give that special someone in your life, give them a subscription to the Another Dolphins podcast. Why not? It's free. They get to hang out with us and get terrible drink ideas and uh, hang out with Josh. So that's a seems like a win, win, win. Yeah, I was gonna say that or a Dolphins beanie, which is has been in the news as of late. On, on the Twitter streets. We have the perfect Venn diagram of Dolphins hat, regular beanie, and then Dolphins beanie here. Joshua, where's your Dolphins beanie? What is... Oh, it's the Grinch. Never mind. You, oh, you mentioned it was Grinch Day. Yeah, you got no, the Grinch yeah, hat. My bad, yeah. yeah the, the, my daughter won't wear it, so I was like, okay, I'll wear it to uh, pick you up and drop you off because it's normally a Dolphins beanie. I, I always wear a Dolphins beanie when I leave the house, so I have Why to make sure she I wear that. Why uh, She's just being a turd. Kids. Kids, am I right? Do they, they at least appreciate the quality of the movie the great both of them they were actually watching before school like jim carrey one and i was like uh, pretty proud of them because that one's uh a little bit out there but there's a newer one that's very nice that was on netflix as well so uh we're team grinch over here for sure so i had to rep the beanie um don't know how much i'll be repping it going further but did you guys see those nike dunk shoes we're getting way down the list did you but, get them um did i, see I finally got, got them so, someone posted it and i saw it with 14 minutes and i was so sad last night because i missed it because I told my wife at one point, I showed him, I'm like, I will need these shoes before I die. And hope I ended up getting them. So hopefully I didn't get uh, scammed or some shit. They're going to run my credit card up. Buck, buck 15? Is that how much those were? It's not bad at all. Merrick, what's the most you've ever spent a pair of shoes? I own a lot of shoes, but I, I'm a big like uh, deal guy. Like I like yep. finding deals. So I don't think I've ever spent more than like 150 bucks on a pair of shoes. Nothing crazy. Uh, and I don't do like like all the collectible shoes and stuff when i was a little kid we were really really poor and all i wanted was a pair of jordans you know in the 90s when jordan was still playing so it was uh, an even bigger deal and uh we were so poor that by that for my birthday one year i got a pair of jordans that was the only way i was going to get them if i if all of my birthday money went towards the one pair of jordans that i think we got from jc penny they were like green and gold and white somebody out there is a sneakerhead and knows exactly what pair that is but uh but yeah other than that i just i like uh wearing adidas because they're comfortable and i'm old and my knees hurt i'll buy that if you want to check out Merrick's super cool Dolphins beanie, Josh's Grinch beanie. Head over to the 560 WQAM YouTube channel where you can watch all of our shows. Otherwise, we appreciate listening to the podcast. Gentlemen, I don't know if you saw this, but entering week 16, the Dolphins are 10 and 4. We are finally at a point where we are getting different playoff scenarios. So I wanted to start the show by running through a few of these. The Miami Dolphins, believe it or not, 10 and four can win the AFC East division title on Sunday with a win plus a Buffalo loss. And guys, just as I go through these, just to save us all boatloads of time, there's no chance the Dolphins and Cowboys are tiring on Sunday, right? Can we just ignore that? Dolphins and Cowboys aren't tiring. Can we can we confidently say one thing for once on this podcast? 
well, I had to look it up because I was like, I don't think we've ever seen a Dolphins tie. And it did say the last time was, uh, I believe, 1984-28-28 uh, Dolphins-Jets. So, oh, 1981, actually. My bad. Oh. Me trying to get stats. And even But no, they're I, not tying. There's no way in hell they're tying. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Even I, the old man on the podcast, was not alive in 1981. So, You're too unlikely. There are about six scenarios where the Dolphins can clinch a playoff berth with a tie. But this much time left in the season having three games left in the season that's just like a waste of time so th- there's two things that can really happen here and i think miami's last three games it's kind of a fun checklist i think i mentioned um on our recap show uh with a win on sunday dolphins you made the playoffs it's pretty simple add in sprinkling a buffalo loss you win the division but then you go to next week against the ravens if the dolphins win back-to-back games and the count cow- and we're not even going to incorporate the bills the bills we don't care what the bills are doing it shouldn't matter what the bills are doing because if the dolphins win against baltimore you win the afc's simple as that doesn't matter what the bills are doing and then come week 18 if the miami dolphins want to prove to everyone that this is a new franchise if Mike McDaniel wants to prove that he's that mad genius he's he's showing off to be in the middle of hard knocks, predicting one-play drives, you let Buffalo come to Miami, and you let them leave with a loss. Guys, what are the odds of this stuff happening? Let's start with Dallas. Merrick, how are you feeling this weekend? Are you a little more confident after seeing uh, Sunday's performance? I am. Uh, I'm still nervous. You know, Dallas is a good team. They they also kind of have the reputation of a, a good team that can't beat other good teams. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens when when both of those teams with the, the same reputation clash this weekend. But it was such a dominating victory over the New York Jets. And I know a lot of us, you know, and we talked about it on this podcast. A lot of us were nervous going into that game based on what happened to the Titans, based on the fact that the Jets had just beaten the Houston Texans by 24 points. The Texans are in the playoff hunt as well. Uh, we, we were nervous. And then Sunday morning rolls around and we see the inactive list and there's no Xavier Howard and there's no Tyreek Hill and and no Deshaun Elliott. And now we're really starting to spiral out of control on Sunday morning, you know, trying to look at playoffs. I pulled up the ESPN playoff predictor thing and clicked on a loss for for the final four Dolphins games, just to see if it would still be possible for them to make Sick the playoffs up. if they lost the last four games. That's how nervous I was. By the way, it would have been possible. They still could have made the playoffs. Lost. Yeah, we needed That'd the have been Colts. so gross. So we kind of needed the Colts to fall off for that to happen. I went through the scenarios. I did. I spent a good half hour on that thing. But uh, no, they went out there. They took care of business uh, in, in dominating fashion. They, they swept the Jets. They shut them out. And now we're feeling a little bit better. And, and you know, it wasn't the result we wanted on Sunday as far as the Cowboys-Bills game. But we did see the Cowboys get dominated on the road, which is where they'll be this Sunday in Miami on the road. And the Cowboys on the road are a much different team than they are at home. So I do think the Dolphins have a chance to win this game on Sunday. I do think it'll be a close one. Uh, but I am, to answer your question in long-winded fashion, as I often do, I am more confident in the dolphins after watching last weekend's result long-winded uh answers is what we do we kind of it's our theme going. here yeah. yeah we got we got time to fill <laughs> yeah it's at, yeah we got to get these ads in. it's absolutely our brand i mean i definitely feel better after seeing what happened last week um i do am a little bit scared of the dallas cowboys because they do have some playmakers right trayvon Diggs is out um but they still have micah parsons arguably the best pass rusher in all of football we know dak prescott's a very good player and cd lamb i mean i love to see 
uh, Jalen Ramsey shadow him around. But we're not talking about the Cowboys in that aspect. I do think the Dolphins, though, at home with how good they played, with how bad the Cowboys have played on the road, um, I do think the Dolphins can handle business and win the division for the first time since, what, was it 2018 when Chad Pennington went there? Or was it, I'm saying 2016. I was going to say, two, yeah, even further back than that. I was going to say 2008 was the last time they won the division, right? Wasn't it? Wildcat. Yeah, 2016 was, was the wild card. Oh, okay. yeah. Yes, you're right. So oh the division gosh. was 2008, is what, right? Is that correct? Oh, that was that gosh. long ago? It's that guy, Josh, look at this. He's having a day I just, here. He's... Yeah, I'm I'm on fire. This is uh what was that show where they didn't at the end of the thing like go through all their their misses on ESPN? That was a great show. You oh, know, uh, that I was uh remember. that was part of the interruption. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I should you get, get a memorial, and it's and it's still going twenty years. <laughs> I remember that show. Our, our um, show will still be going twenty years from now. Book it. <laughs> we'll still be making the same about too. <laughs> well, yeah, world won't even be here by then, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Merrick, did you gain more confidence after watching Hard Knocks on Tuesday night, kind of seeing how the Dolphins went about things? Um, just knowing that uh, Mike McDaniel, I mean, I think the coolest part about Hard Knocks was that you see where it started. It was Tuesday morning, hours after the Dolphins lost to the Titans. It was 4 o'clock in the morning Tuesday. He was already watching film of the previous Jets games where the where the Dolphins won that. Oh, it's awesome. And I'm personally, I'm a big documentary guy. I love watching documentaries on pretty much every top. It happens as you get older, Drake. Trust me. Oh, when, no. you, when you hit your late 30s, that's that's all you're going to watch is, is documentaries. But I love documentaries. And obviously, I love the Miami Dolphins football team. So every single week, I was just thinking about it on Tuesday. It's awesome. We get a little mini documentary about our football team every single week and how blessed are we that we get to we get to sit in front of our TVs and, and get a little behind the scenes peek at this squad during such an outstanding season. They're 10 and four, you know, on the cusp of the playoffs here. Like we, it, it's so cool. So yeah, to answer your question, I, I did enjoy watching that. I did enjoy watching just the accountability that Mike McDaniel uh, not only demands of his players, but demands of himself. He went out there and said, Hey, yo, uh, that, that, uh, some of those calls were trash. Those were trash calls. He admitted it right away. And then in Tua's uh, press availability today after practice, he said, that is Mike McDaniel. That wasn't a one-time thing for the cameras only. This is what he does all the time. He's the first to admit when it was an awesome play call and that he got it right. But he's also the first to admit when it's a trash call and he can do better. So he's leading by example. That's what they say about leaders, about coaches is that, you have to serve your players and you have to lead by example. And if he's out there pointing fingers and blaming everybody else, then that's not going to instill confidence in the team. So when he does that, the team gets more confident. When the team gets more confident, the team plays well. When the team plays well, I get more confident. So yes, I I, I enjoyed hard knocks. I enjoyed, uh, you know, seeing, seeing the accountability aspect. And I just, I feel a lot better about this team. You know, that, that Titans loss, had us all thinking crazy there for a little bit. Uh, maybe myself thinking crazier than most, but uh, we're back on track, baby. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Josh, to speak to that accountability, I want to ask you, how cool is it to kind of see him? I mean, first, he puts himself on the spot, McDaniel. He calls the fade to Tyree Kill a trash play, which, I mean, I, I love him. Oh, my back. God. I Amen, was a trash buddy. play. <laughs> and then he goes right. He he calls out Jalen Ramsey. He th- calls out Tua. What was your kind of feeling and thought process as you saw him go through the list and kind of kind of put on everyone under the microscope? Honestly, but like hashtag that's my mother effing head coach, right? I mean, I was stoked. He wanted to run through a wall. I mean, when we signed him, we all knew he was this quirky guy. He's making Mike Jones references, um, kind of seemed like one of the dudes, right? Who? We all love that. Yeah, who? Two eight one three three zero eight zero zero four. I don't know if that number still works, but someone can hit him up on the low because Mike Jones is about to blow. I, we just, <laughs> um, but uh, I don't even remember what the hell I was saying. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, Mike McDaniel heading into this year, you wanted to know like how he could, um handle the team handle guys that are his age you know when things were looking grim at times that titans game was absolutely dismal he came out like you mentioned took accountability said that fade was trash called out some of the captains and they went out there and responded in the best way we possibly again could have even imagined man a 30 nothing ass whooping as anthony campanell would say and um we're back on track baby i feel like we could take the division this week and um then we're all gonna be running through the streets saying go dolphins or fins up or something a big part of that ass whooping, Bradley Chubb, talk about a performance. Merrick, we didn't give you the opportunity. We have to, you were put in a tough spot because not only are you fully, you don't have all the information, so you can't fully predict a game. Fully Chubb? <laughs> let's, I'll give you the opportunity for that in just a moment. But you also don't get to fully get the full, like, um, emotional outburst of a, of a game, whether it's good or bad. You got to simmer a little bit. So, so I'm going to give you your shot right now. Let's hear it. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, every week on the Finsider, uh, I pick my MVP, my most valuable Fin, P-H-I-N. Although nice. I'm, I, I know you're a P-H-I-N guy, Jake. You you always shorten it to P-H-I-N. I'm an F-I-N guy. I always do, you know, F-I-N there. But I, I had to do P-H-I-N for it to make sense for the article. So uh, we'll leave it at that. MVP, most valuable Fin. I, I gave it to Bradley Chubb this week, and immediately someone goes – well, that's where you're wrong. It was Jalen Waddle. And like, listen, Jalen Waddle had a great game. What is was seven for 142 in a touchdown? That's a really eight. good game. Was it eight? Yes, eight of nine for 142 in a touchdown. Great game, especially when we needed him to, especially against those defensive backs. But Bradley Chubb had seven tackles, three sacks, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, two forced fumble, one fumble recovery, and one tipped ball with his helmet. I believe it just got thrown directly into his helmet, but it still counts on the stat sheet. And that's a monster game. That's a monster game. People will try to diminish it by saying it was against backup offensive linemen. Well, you know what the Dolphins have trotted out there all season long? 
backup offensive lineman, and they're still one of the best in the league. Jets can't do that. Jets didn't do that. Bradley Chubb got three sacks, and Bradley Chubb is stepping up in the absence of Jalen Phillips, just like Jalen Waddle stepped up in the absence of Tyreek Hill. And eight for 142 and a touchdown is a great game, but seven tackles, three sacks, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits, two forced fumbles, and a fumble recovery. That is an all-time game. That's one of the best defensive performances in Miami Dolphins history. And Bradley Chubb had it this past weekend against the division rival in a game where the Dolphins needed to win to set themselves up nicely to make the playoffs. And uh, that's my dude right there, Bradley Chubb. Excited to have him on the team, excited for that performance, and hopefully he can keep it up as the season winds down here. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, he went out there and had a legacy game. I mean, you're sitting there. Uh, we we have long-winded responses, and that, uh, you know, reading off his stat list was almost our entire reply sometimes. I mean, this dude went out there and, you know, stepped up in a huge way. Um, so, yeah, I, I like this. I do think maybe I need to apologize a little bit. Again, I know at times, or at one point at least, I said I would have traded for Roquan Smith. I mean, what Bradley Chubb has meant to that defensive line, we saw it last year with guys getting better, their game elevate, and we didn't quite see the sacks this year. We're seeing the sacks. He has, what, nine in the NFL, leads the league with six forced fumbles, the career-high 64 total tackles. Uh, it seemed like at the beginning of the year, Vic Fangio kind of wanted him to step up. You know, even he kind of downplayed what the importance of, or him and uh, Jalen Phillips together, how dynamic they could be, kind of downplayed. You know, we got to see him, got to see him stay healthy. Right now, Bradley Chubb, you know, he calls himself the astronaut. He is straight going to the moon, and um, he has been one of those absolute dynamic playmakers. And, um, again, I think the entire defensive line is uh, – Really starting to improve from that. And I have a quote from Christian Wilkins that said, uh, it was pretty much a career day for Bradley. That was awesome for him because he works hard. And there was a lot of times this year he was really close. To have a night like that, the football gods were on his side. So um, Bradley Chubb cost a lot of money, cost a lot of draft capital. And a lot of people were maybe down on that signing, that trade last season. Um, you can see why the Dolphins made that trade and what type of difference maker he can be. It was the first play of the game. First play of the game, he forced the fumble. I mean, it, it's crazy that, that you can try to discredit the type of impact someone like Bradley Chubb has. I'm curious because you go back to last year, right? I think it was, I think Chubb was on Tyreek's podcast when he was talking about like the bad luck of injuries he just got. And it wasn't like he was held out of games. Um, I, I think Trevor Lawrence said this this week when he was talking about playing, or no, it was Will Levis. He was like, if you're, if you're healthy enough to be on the field, you're playing. And Bradley Chubb was kind of following that mantra last year. I think he had a, uh, ankle injury, a broken finger, maybe, and a wrist. Wrist, injury. yeah, wrist, something. It yeah, was he, like... and, and people people forget the injury aspect of this, but you also forget the fact that this dude had to move his whole life halfway across the country from Denver to Miami, uh, the drop of a dime, and get settled in and and get his family settled in and learn a new playbook and and all the while meeting new people and establishing bonds with teammates while not being healthy on top of all of that. And people were immediately like on his case two weeks in going, where are the sack numbers? We traded, you know, a first round pick to get you. We gave you a hundred million dollars. Where are the sack numbers? And it was like, yo, calm down, chill out. Let them get settled first. Let them get healthy first. And what happened when both of those things happened? He came out here. He's leading the league in forced fumbles, I believe. I think he has six forced fumbles for the yep. season. That, that leads the league. He was the highest graded Miami Dolphin in, in the Jets game, 94 overall grade from PFF. Like he's a stud. He's an absolute stud, an absolute monster. And this defense has a lot of great players on it. And we're, we might be witnessing the, the greatest player on this Dolphins defense in Bradley Chubb. And that's saying something when you got guys like Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Javon Holland, 
you know, in, in that defense alongside him. But Bradley Chubb has been on fire as of late, and I really hope he can keep it up because it's been a, a joy to watch. One last thing, we're sitting here gushing over stats. I mean, you mentioned it. It's more. He also came right in, like you mentioned, halfway through last year and has now almost seemingly become a leader, right? When you look at Bradley Chubb, not just his play on the field, but you can tell that he's a captain in that locker room, that he's getting guys, you know, behind him, rallying the troops. And, I mean, we saw Jalen Phillips and him, the bond they've shared. So um, it is nice to see how far he's come uh, because, you know, again, at times last season, a lot of people were down on the trade. The Titans game kind of shed a light on a concern that, hey, does does this team have enough at pass rusher? Um, they only sacked Will Levis once. There was that play where Levis uh, ended up scrambling, maybe for a first down where Chubb had him in the backfield where he ended up, you know, eating his helmet uh, after that. Uh, and we had to ask the question, does this team have enough? And I never want to throw shade at Andrew Van Ginkle. He is fantastic in his role, but he, I don't think, I, I think Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb are two guys on a whole new level. Um, last year, Bradley Chubb had those injuries, and I still felt like that defensive line had enough. Um, you saw it against the Jets game in that epic 9-6 to win to end the season. And then in that game against Buffalo in the you know the wild card round, the only reason the Dolphins were in it, because of that defensive front, because Bradley Chubb still had all those injuries, he was still out there maybe, to just put it in Madden terms to simplify things, maybe he was playing as like a 70 overall, maybe even like in the 60s just because of his injuries, but mentally he made him boost up. I don't know. But last night kind of really showcased that because what you have with salt and pepper, what you have with Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins in the middle, those two can break a game to the point where like, I, I don't want to sound too like the dolphins have two fantastic edge rushers and you shouldn't need two fantastic edge rushers to win. But those two guys in the middle make it seem like, man, you just lost Jalen Phillips and you're still sacking a quarterback five times and a half. I mean, that to me is absolutely wild. And that to me is why I'm starting to feel a little confident about this team because that defensive front, if you can kind of just bring four and, and there's no answers for that. And then all of a sudden you need to keep a tight end in, you got to keep a running back in. And all of a sudden there's only four guys out in a route against Miami secondary. Sign me up, man. That's how you start to see this Vic Fangio scheme really come into play. Yeah, and, and that's what Vic Fangio likes to do. He doesn't like to blitz all that much, although we, we did get to see a little bit of that against Zach Wilson because he's so bad against pressure. All he, He's like all of us when we were 10 years old playing Madden where you just hold the, the back button every time you take the snap and you run 20 yards in reverse just to chuck it like five yards past worked the line in tech of scrimmage. Mode. Yeah, exactly. But that that's apparently where Zach Wilson learned to play quarterback because that's just all he does. And it doesn't seem to work out very well for him, but, uh, but yeah, th this, this, this defensive front, find a way to keep them all together. Let's find a way to pay Christian Wilkins. Zach Sealer is locked up. Bradley Chubb's there for a while. Van Ginkle, we need to get him on a, on a long-term deal, multi-year deal there. Cause it's just so much fun to watch them play. And, and it feels like they're all out there for each other. You know what I mean? Such a close knit bond, like you mentioned between Sealer and Wilkins. And there was also a close knit bond and still is, you know, with, with Chubb and Phillips as well. We saw how close they were in the earlier. Hard knocks. Hat, I believe. Exactly. Yeah. Up. He's yeah. out there for him. So let's let the camaraderie between all those guys, it makes them play hard together, you know, play hard for each other. Let's, let's find a way. Let's, let's keep them all in the fold and, and run it back next year. Uh, you know, they, they had a nice unique structure for Austin Jackson's uh, extension that I think could be 
you know, a framework for a Christian Wilkins deal, obviously a little bit more expensive, but uh, you know, you, you get those void years on the back end. It, it, it makes it a little more palatable up front. Who knows? It, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you could see this entire defensive front back again next year. And that's what I got my fingers crossed for. Yeah, we know how important Christian Wilkins is. We talk about how important he is to the locker room. Um, it was awesome to see that relationship those two guys had because we knew they were kind of like the Basham brothers up front. But, I mean, I think we kind of saw an even new, you know, layer behind the onion of, you know, what their relationship was. Um, I do – they called him, what, salt and pepper. I think there was also the nickname Oreo they threw out there. So um, these two guys love each other. Uh, the Real Reason tweeted out a combined stats of them so far this season. 100 total tackles, 95 total quarterback pressures. Uh, 57 QB hurries, 53 run stops, 22 quarterback hits, and 15 and a half sacks. Also, six force fumbles. So I'm I'm just throwing out all these numbers, but um, those guys are absolutely insane. Again, when you couple that with a Bradley Chubb on the other side, Jalen Phillips at one point, Andrew Van Ginkle. The linebackers are playing very good, right? David Long starting to come along, and uh, you know we're eventually going to have uh, Deshaun Elliott and Javon Holland back there in that secondary. I mean. This Vic Fangio defense is absolutely sick, and um, I, I would like to see some of those battles every day in camp between the offense and defense because um, those are two of the better units in all of football. Jalen Waddle did have an awesome day. We got to spend a little time. Oh, he did. He Waddell. did. We, can, we cannot ignore what he did. Targeted nine times, eight receptions, 142 yards, and a tutty that Mike McDaniel predicted. Uh, Merrick, would you believe me if I told you that Jalen Waddle caught – 16 of 17 targets so far this year against the New York Jets for about 250 yards because I hear all these things about how Waddle, we want more from him, yada, yada. He uh, he seems to be at his best against these New York Jets. Yeah, and that, and that is saying something, you know, and, and they have one of the better defenses in the National Football League. They have two great, really good corners in uh, in DJ Reed and, and Sauce Gardner. Uh, and Waddle took DJ Reed's lunch money. He, he beat him deep for that 60-yard touchdown bomb. Uh, had, and they, Oh, I loved when they showed it in slow motion on Hard Knocks 2 because you just see Reed like huffing and puffing, like sprinting as hard as humanly possible. His, his face is riddled with anguish. And Waddle just looks like he's casually strolling in the park and just reaches out, boop. Snags the ball, takes it in for the touchdown as DJ Reed falls on his face. Like it, it was awesome. But yeah, Jalen Waddle is the, a, a jet killer this season, and he needed to be this past Sunday with, with Tyreek out. And how cool is it that when when one speedster, when one cheetah leaves, another just seamlessly takes his place? Like you I, you hate to say it because he's had such a great year, but the offense didn't miss Cheetah at all, didn't miss Tyreek Hill at all. It did not miss a beat. No, not at all. And I mean, um, he has what eight of he caught eight and nine, like you said, 142 yards of the touchdown. And Jake, you were sitting there saying how you know some people have said that you know he hasn't been doing much. I mean, I think that I kind of felt that way as well. You know, statistically, 71 catches this year, 964 yards, uh, four touchdowns. But at the same time, you just felt like he could impact the game more. And it even sounded like Tua and I think Raheem Mostert both alluded to that during their press conference. You know, Jalen Waddle. Um, you know, just maybe feeling like he hasn't really gotten his chance to shine as much as he could. And this one, he absolutely went out there, played out of his mind. And um, I have a pretty cool stat. Entire kills absent Jalen Wallace at season eyes and receiving yards of 142, uh, receiving yards over expected with 66 and was targeted on all four of his routes when used in shift or motion. He handled a staggering 91 0.18% share of the Dolphins' air yards in Week 15. So uh, Jalen Waddle stepped up big, Tua stepped up big, and um, they might have to do it again this week. I mean, I know that we can all sit there and 
pick and pry what we hear from Mike McDaniel, but Javon Holland's staff seems a little bit uncertain, and it might sound like they could potentially uh, go without Tyreek again this week. So we'll see what happens. But Jalen Waddleman stepped up in a big way, and um, I'm sorry if I ever, you know, maybe maybe thought people said I was down you or something because that's never the case. Teron Armstead played a huge role in that play. Um, he held his blocker on the left side there long enough for Tua to look away the safety. That was one of the things that I thought made that play special. And two, I mean, when I really started writing about the Dolphins, talking about the Dolphins, it was the Joe Philbin era. And, you know, you signed Mike Wallace. You finally got your big playmaker down the field. Mike Wallace, he ran in a straight line. Like what Jalen Waddle did on that play, it started with an out. He cut back. Started with an in, and then he cut back out. And then as you see him run down the field, and this was what's so cool about Hard Knocks, is you see all these things much better. You see him curl back inside just a little bit. And I think just having Hard Knocks, we get to see these small little intricacies of how Mike McDaniel has these guys run routes and kind of think about football. That, I think, is just so interesting, too, because it is much more complex than, hey, he just ran a straight line by DJ Reed. He made him have to kind of switch his path a couple times, and that's why he fell. Yeah, Hard Knocks does give you a great look at the intricacies of 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 the scheme and the coaching, and you know it, it's easy to forget when you're not there every day and you're not watching them practice every day and you're not watching them you know run through drills every day and and watching the coaches nitpick things and coach them up on on very nuanced issues. Um, but you get a little glimpse of that during Hard Knock, and it's, Hard Knocks is just another reason why it's it's such an awesome thing for us as Dolphins fans to get this team this year. And for the rest of the league, really, I was thinking about that uh, earlier today, how this is really the first time where the in-season team on hard knocks is likely to make the playoffs. So you're going to get a whole new dynamic of hard knocks and see how a team gears up for a playoff game, whether that be at home or on the road and and how that differs from the regular season. So I'm excited to, to get a look at, at that when that does come to fruition later this year. I'd pay good money, though, to be able to sit there at camp and practice and to be able to just sit there and observe, right, like all the city's beat writers uh, get to do. We do have to mention on that big 60-yard bomb, um, no big deal, but the Space Power Ranger, uh, when Tua looked right, the safety came down and double-team Robbie Chosen, which opened up that one-on-one coverage. So you can't line up on side, but, um, again, one hell of a decoy, that Space Power Ranger. Someone got a really nice picture of uh, it was Waddle running away from the defense. And you just see Chosen in the background with like his finger up pointing to that. And so. That's my boy. They're going to make the Super Bowl, and he's going to have like one of those Antonio, those Antonio home tiptoe catches in the end zone that they're going to like frame, and it's going to be the first thing you can buy on QVC. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm calling it now. I'm, I'm talking that into uh, fruition. No, that's awesome. I uh, that was my first thing I did after watching the Super Bowl as a kid. Every single year was flip over to QVC so I could see the Super Bowl winning merchandise. And I'm it like, made me so day. sad. Like I always thought, yeah, exactly. Say it. <laughs> one, one day, day. that's gonna be us. I'm gonna buy all that gear. I can't wait till the media day comes. I'm gonna watch all those press conferences. I can't wait. I've already said I'm getting a tattoo of the whatever the final score is and all that stuff. So after they win a wild card game this year, you're gonna get <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> That's what we should do. Yeah, wild card. Man. Shit, I I almost had to get the number 19 tattooed on my ass after last year's wild card game. I said if if Skylar Thompson could lead the Dolphins to a victory, I would get his number tattooed on my ass cheek, and then he changed his number to six. I would have had a 19 on my ass for no reason. Let's remember to change this to explicit, unless you want me to censor it. <laughs> I, I, got, I got you. We'll, we'll have we'll have the nice the nice e next to these. Uh, guys, were you surprised at all to see how, like, it's one thing 
to go out and have a number one wide receiver. Every team has a number one wide receiver and every defense understands who a number one wide receiver it is. There's just something about looking at that stat sheet and seeing eight targets, nine receptions, 18 yards per reception. Yes, that 60-yard bomb had a lot to do with it. But, I mean, the connection these two guys, and more importantly, seeing how Mike McDaniel, if he knows what's in his deck, the ability to go out there and be ready to battle against a defensive-minded head coach, against a defense that I think ranks second in passing yards allowed. I I just still can't believe that Wada was able to get open in so many different occasions. I think there was a key third and seven where he was open. I mean, it just seemed like despite, I mean, Tyree Kill, there's so much that happens with him on the field. He is such a large investment in terms of draft capital, in terms of salary cap. To go out there without having that and have that hand behind your back, I mean, I cannot believe the Jets didn't do everything they could to make you hit him in the head with their, your head. I don't know, tie their other hand, being Jalen Waddle. I don't know. I, I, I lost my metaphor. Well, I think you're selling yourself short a little bit, Jake, because I believe it was you last week on the pod that said you felt more confident that Mike McDaniel would have an entire week to prepare to play a game without Tyreek Hill or to play a game without a couple of these offensive linemen. And you thought that the team would be better for it because they knew going into it that they wouldn't have these guys. And you trusted Mike McDaniel to to scheme uh, something cook something up with the players that he did have. So you might have had your little magic eight ball out because I think you 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 subtly predicted a big game for Jalen Model in this one. Eight ball tinfoil hat depends on the day, I guess. <laughs> still still haven't made one. I got to get with my kids to you know work their craft craft that'd magic. Be the greatest Christmas make... present ever. If they yeah, could all it, it sign would... and make me a tinfoil hat, that'd be awesome. All right, I'll do my best. Um, I just want to say one thing about the whole Jalen Waddle thing and Mike McDaniel cooking things up. We talk about it all year about we rave about how fast two is getting that ball out. A lot of that's game plan, right? The way the receivers run their routes, some of the quick screens. Um, the same com- uh, company Zebra Sports put out that two time averaged average a career low time to throw of two point. 08 seconds against the Jets. So um, we talked about how good their pass rush might be. You know, those corners, uh, it wasn't – they were getting the ball out way too fast, and that was part of the reason why Jalen Waddle had such a big day. Part of the reason why Tua Tumbaloa stayed clean and went, what, 21 to 24. Um, and now here we are, man, cruising. Ten wins. We're sitting here doing a podcast about ten wins on December 20th, almost Christmas. This is a uh, pinch me, guys. I think I'm, I think I'm dreaming. And it's going to be cool, too, as this chess match goes. And – um we hear a lot of this in hard knocks too. It's kind of cool when, when Mike McDaniel gives himself the reminders, like it's second and, and three from the three yard line. Uh, and he's telling himself, run, I'm going to run the football here. And he just kind of sticks with that. Uh, but the chess match is going to go as the Dolphins start to get a couple offensive linemen back. Hopefully Robert Hunt in the next couple weeks, Tron Armstead continues to be out there. I know Austin Jackson's a little banged up, but as those guys are out there and opposing defenses start to prepare for you to throw the ball in two seconds, you know, then you'll have those extra couple seconds to make, let a play develop down the field. And then all of a sudden you're carving defenses for 30 yards a clip. And then all of a sudden Tyree Kill breaks a tackle for a touchdown. So, I mean, these last few weeks, despite Miami being limited so many different times, whether it be injuries against the Titans or Jets, I mean, I'm really looking forward to how this offense approaches this final stretch where they are going to approach every one of these games like it's do or die, especially when you could possibly get that number one seat. Speaking of approaching a game like it's do or die, can we get a round of applause for Liam Eikenberg, please? Come on, man. Liam Eikenberg playing through the calf injury. That is a painful Sorry, deal. 
especially at center when you're the anchor of the offensive line and you're you know you're digging your heels in there that puts a lot of strain on those calf muscles and he gutted it out he played through injury something that i've been begging this dolphin staff to let the players do all all season long i know exactly Break what it. you're about to say go ahead Nadama Kunsu is visiting with the Miami Dolphins. Oh, let's go. let's go. I can break it up. Is anyone, uh, <laughs> does, who wears number 93 right now? Is it Deshaun Hand? I think so, yeah. think so. Kick yeah. him off the team. Get out of here, Deshaun. I want my number 93. I got a 93 Nadama Kunsu jersey in my closet right now. I'll bust it out yeah. this weekend. We're talking about salt and pepper. Now you're going to, you might add Sue coming in fresh off of uh, free. Oh, man. Oh, man. Boy, what oh spice? What spice would Indomitian Sioux be, Josh? You're our chef. You're the <laughs> you're know. the resident cook in the house. What spice? We should we should assign a spice to every member of the defensive. Call it the spice rack. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. the, the spice boys, not the spice girls. They're the spice boys. There's nothing wrong with the spice girls. It's herbs. kind of Can interesting because in I general, thought... like time. Sorry, Jake. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought, and I thought people wanted to confidently document this, that there was never any chance. I thought the Sioux and Dolphins bridge was burned. So I, I'm kind of interested by this. I, I think this would be a great, like, last month pickup, well, especially it, on defense. I think it makes sense that Sioux would come back. It's an entirely different regime, right? And and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I felt like he was actually pretty close with Stephen Ross. Like, he was always doing, like, the business. Warren Buffett uh, was like, involved. Yeah, yeah, the get-togethers and things that – that that Stephen Ross organizes to prepare players for life after football and stuff. And Sue was always a big part of that. So I actually always felt like his relationship with Stephen Ross was good. And maybe his relationship with the coaching staff was poor. Well, those coaches aren't here anymore. It's an entirely new staff, new staff and a very player friendly staff at that. And, and, and Dominican Sue likes money and he likes championships. And if he can get both of those things with the Miami Dolphins this year, might as well. Right. I loved Indominus Sue. I liked him when he played for the Lions and he was dirty and like yeah. smashing Aaron Rodgers after the whistle, like 10 seconds after. I just like right. that shit. Right up your alley. I was just going to say, I got to go back through my photoshops. I've like, I'm so bad at organizing my old photoshops. Oh, so I probably have a ton. I probably have a ton of uh, Indominus Sue. And um, you're right. And just you know, to speak on that, it's Wednesday now. It's what? Uh, how far into the season? I'm, gonna, I'm blanking right now. Week 15. Week 16. Week 16. Yeah. And I mean, there's. The, Chris Greer is still turning over stones, right? He's bringing in a Ndamukong because we still have uh, questions on the defensive line for this playoff push. So um, hat tip to him as well because he's always turning that roster looking for someone. And uh, if you can bring Ndamukong in, reunite him, I mean, um, that would might that would be very interesting on Hard Knocks. Now, would it That'd not? Be fun. We did have to mention we did have to mention Jason Pierre-Paul got cut. I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. Well, Mel- Melvin Ingram was brought in, and yeah. and. Uh... Still know. messed up. Like, they just brought him in, and they're like, "All right, get the hell on out of here now." Is there a chance he could come back to the practice squad? I don't. It's my first thought, but I I don't know the the exact details. You know, that's like someone gets paid more to talk that. Yeah, but but before we just completely gloss over it with the Indomitian Sioux news again, flowers to Liam Eikenberg for for battling through that calf injury, going out there playing a good game, playing a solid game, getting through it, and I think we're kind of. I think even Mike McDaniel said something that we're too late in the year to be giving people rest 
games, right? So if they're not playing, they are injured in his mind, right? So I think you might see some of these guys try to play through some of these injuries, especially when you see the caliber of opponent left on the schedule. The Cowboys this week, the Ravens next week, the Bills week 18. Jake, you already went over those scenarios and how important each of those games is. You know, he probably looked at the Jets and said, hey, you know, we could probably get by in this one without Tyreek, without Xavier. And, you know, they got Zach Wilson starting. He ain't anything special. But you can't do that against the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Bills. You're not going to be able to do that against a playoff opponent. So you're going to see these guys fight through some of this stuff. Now, I don't know if you have that practice report in front of you, Jake, but we didn't see the entire starting offensive line at practice today was what I read. Perfect. None none of them. Not a single starting offensive lineman was was available. Uh, No Tyree Kill, no Xavier Howard. We did get Javon Holland back practicing in a limited fashion. Deshaun Elliott was out there with a red non-contact jersey. Um, he is he is finishing up uh, concussion protocol, so that bodes well for his availability this weekend. It is Wednesday. Take Wednesday practice reports with a grain of salt. It's kind of a rest day, veteran rest day, as it has been all season. Raheem Mostert didn't practice. Savon Achan didn't practice. Um, we'll see what happens when we get to the game on Sunday, but uh, it does feel like the team is getting healthy at the right time, and hopefully some of these guys will suit up, even if they're a little bit less than 100%. All righty, Merrick, before we let you go, what's your game prediction? All right. I talked to the kids. You guys aren't going to be happy about this. Both of my kids are predicting a Dolphins loss on Sunday. The scores might even be more disappointing. My my oldest son predicts a 21-14 to 14 Cowboys victory. My youngest son predicts a 14-7 to 7 Cowboys victory like this game's being played in 1974 or something like that um and I was a little pessimistic about it uh before the Jets game I I even kind of felt like ah maybe the Cowboys will have our number even after that game just a little bit just because I you know I'm, I'm still a little wary of of the Dolphins struggles against the good teams this year and then I watched hard knocks and I got a little bit more confident I got a little more pumped up and I started thinking about it. I said, nah, man, the Dolphins are finally going to, to, to shut everybody up. They're finally going to go out there. They're finally going to put a good team, a winning team, a team with a winning record. They're going to put them six feet under, and we're going to be feeling real good heading into that Ravens game. And the Ravens play the 49ers this week. If the Dolphins win and the Ra- Ravens lose, I believe the Dolphins are back to that number one seed in the AFC. And those teams play each other the next week. That game will likely be flexed to Sunday night football, which I need to happen because I'm going to be in Mexico that day and I will actually be touring some Mayan ruins during the Dolphins Ravens game. There was poor scheduling on my part, but uh, you didn't no know. luchador mask. You can, no luchador I, masks. I'm sure they'll be selling them. There'll be vendors out there. I'll pick. I meant you up. wearing one and fight fighting for a belt down there or something. I don't know. <laughs> if they have an aqua and orange luchador mask i'm gonna buy three of them and we're all gonna we're all gonna have dolphins lucha masks on the next episode that i'm available for but uh hopefully that game gets flexed to sunday night football because i'll be back on the boat by then and i'll hit up the sports bar and be able to watch it otherwise i'm just gonna be hoping and praying i get service on my cell phone so i can at least keep up with the score but i am predicting a dolphins victory i think it's going to be a high scoring game i think both offenses are going to light it up a little bit but I do think the Dolphins pull it out 34 to 31 to, to send us uh, into the playoffs, guaranteed clinch a playoff spot. And, and then I'm predicting a Ravens loss in San Francisco to give us the number one seed in the AFC once again. 
Yeah, I'll take that. Why not? Why not? I'm definitely on board for that. Joshua Houts, myself, and Kat will be back tomorrow with our game preview. But Joshua, I will let you have the final word as we wrap up here on another Dolphins podcast. All I was going to say, man, is that it sounds like music to my ears, right? Listening to Merrick sit there and talk about the Cowboys and beating their ass. So let's hope that happens. I'm all for that, man. That is it. That is all the time we have today on another Dolphins podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us. We will be back soon. Until then. Bins up, baby. Happy holidays.